everybody to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn until 11 a.m. this morning, at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show that has swept the nation and continues to sweep into international waters. And then, of course, at noon, Badass Babes. And then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we have every possible base covered. Every interest you could have will be touched upon at some point during this and every talk show Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Our number, 718-928-9732. If you'd like to call in, that's 718-928-9732. And folks, it's Hollywood's biggest night. So we're talking Oscars all morning long. And to help out making her return appearance to the show, she is the programming assistant at Film at Lincoln Center. You can read her writing in Film Comment Magazine and hear her from time to time on the Film Comment Podcast. Welcome back, Maddie Whittle. Hello, very happy to be back. Glad you're back. A new Brooklyn resident? Yes, very recently. Yes. You you moved to Brooklyn. You're hanging out in coffee shops. You're you're uh, uh you got bangs now. That's right. <laughs> all the all the things. All the Brooklyn things. <laughs> just immediately. Yep. Just Straight off. Hitting everyone. Are you just like uh, you're walking around Park Slope wearing your, your champion sweatshirt? That's right. That's right. Just just feeling like a hipster. That's feeling right. like a young, trendy millennial. That's right. That's us. Young. Yeah. That's the That was the uh, uh, rejected title for this show. <laughs> young, trendy millennials. We just talk about tech. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, talking Oscars. Yeah. Uh, I want to start with uh, 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 the bottom, which is that 1917 is currently the odds-on favorite to win oh, the boy. Best Picture race, which I know bothers both of us. Yeah. Anything you want to kick things off with here? Oh, you know, I saw 1917 in the theater thinking, you know, I I, I like to try and do my homework. I like to try and see the Best Picture nominees. Mm. I haven't seen all of them this year, but but that one I felt like, uh, uh, yeah, I can, I can, I can dig it. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't dig it. I did not dig it. It was just two hours in a movie theater of me feeling like I wanted to leave. <laughs> and I didn't. I yeah. stuck stuck it out. Yeah. But, uh, oh boy. Yeah. You had one of my favorite lines on it on Twitter, which is like, because people were saying, oh, it's like a video game. And you were like, it's more like watching someone play a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is like... I've done a lot of watching people play video games, and it's uh, it's it it can be fun depending sure. on the game. Yeah, but it not for two hours. No, you not know? for two hours. And it just it's not it. The story is for the person playing the game. The right. story is not for the person watching, watching someone else play the game. Totally. Yeah, that's how that movie felt. To me. I I kept waiting while watching it. I was just like, I I really don't think the one shot trick worked at all for that story. Yeah. Because you don't get any time to, for any, like the setup happens right away and then we're just kind of like, oh, okay, we're going for it now. Yeah. And I, I feel like I didn't have the, the necessary moment of like, oh, oh my God, like of dread to right. then get excited about right. the story. It's just right. like, I don't know, it, it didn't hook me right. I thought that the first, the, all the setup was like way too rushed and i it it, it uh, uh just kind of got by me yeah the temporality of it was just not it just didn't work yeah it just was it was uh you know trying to keep 
obviously it's a single shot. It was sort of the gimmick is that it's following the action Mm -hmm. in a way that keeps you hooked into the action nonstop. But it just it the action wasn't it wasn't compelling enough. It was just like there was not enough narrative to feel like the stakes were high enough to draw you in and actually keep you caring Mm -hmm. about what happens from minute to minute. For sure. I mean, the other thing is, too, is like, I don't know these two guys at all, really. From Adam, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're, now we're, now they're crawling over dead bodies and stuff, like, right away. I know. I don't know. I know. It just, I, it, I think it, I, I can appreciate sure. what it wanted to do, and it just failed. Yeah. It just, to me, it just failed to live up to whatever. Yeah ambition it had I, I i i see it as kind of a cynical ploy to win oscars frankly but that's that's my opinion hell yeah <laughs> um did you i i came away thinking uh uh feeling very strongly that the brother we're gonna get into spoilers now yeah, yeah. the brother should have been dead at the end yeah i think that would have been a more interesting movie yeah honestly uh, uh, because then it's like he wins but he loses right and right. currently it's just Guy gets mission. Guy does that mission. Right. Credits roll. Right, right. Which is the the video game aspect of it. It's mm-hmm. just like this could be any war. Yeah. There's no there's no interest in like political or historical context in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just about running through the trenches and then running through the fields and then having a nice little conversation with like a French lady and her baby yes. and then like. You arrive at your destination and you save the day and like oh the one guy died on the way but like. The the you know it yeah it yeah. just it it didn't it didn't have any anything to sink your teeth into no I mean and we were just talking beforehand about uh, Dunkirk yeah and how that is the complete opposite of this where yes. there is so much going on in yes. every shot and it's so uh, rich in ideas yes uh, yes and in part because it's about a network of people mm-hmm. and it shows you different parts of the network and how they depend on each other and how sort of the the stakes are more meaty yeah. in that movie and i i was saying i when i saw the trailer for 1917 as many people remarked uh my reaction was oh it's dunkirk again it's dunkirk too like yeah. we've this is you know a continuation of something that we saw a couple years ago uh and it was it, it disappointed on that level for mm-hmm. me because i love dunkirk i love and, dunkirk too uh, it just ugh. i really didn't think a war movie could like move me in the way that dunkirk yeah, did because yeah. the, the genre is so tired yep. now and just yep. exhausted and i just thought oh i've seen everything that could be said from this right type of movie right. and then dunkirk comes along yeah. and just knocked Straight me down from above i know when all the ships show up at the end <laughs> i cried like a baby I, oh man i was out of control <laughs> so it's a it's a good movie it's yeah a good flick <clears throat> kenneth brana also uh in that Shortly after this, watched the Much Ado About Nothing with Kenneth Branagh uh, from the early '90s, and you know what? I might be a Brana fan. You know, you know, you're you're a Brana stan. That's right. You're, yeah, you're a brand stan. Yeah, brand stan. <laughs> Not so much as a director. I feel he's no. had a couple misses. Yeah. Did you see that murder on the Orient Express that no. he did? <laughs> Turned it off. <laughs> Started watching it on HBO Go. Yeah. Couldn't get into it. Well, honestly, that's how I feel about <clears throat> excuse me the uh, the original. As well, yeah, I I can I can 
get in the Agatha Christie mood sometimes, yeah. but it's a it's a mood. It's you a know? mood for sure. It's not it's not an everyday kind of a yeah. thing. And it's not easy for me to slander Sidney Lumet on this uh, yeah. uh, show like that. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, he's 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 an old standby. <laughs> Do you have a favorite of his? Oh boy, um, I'm blanking. We I'm got. blanking. I'll <laughs> let's come back to that one. Yeah, let's okay, circle yeah. back. Yeah, you'll put I'll, a put a I, pin in yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. One for now. I'll pick my favorite Sydney Lumet. Keep talking later about in the hour. Yeah, okay. That'll be the payoff at the very end. <laughs> the last thing we say before we yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> Maddie's favorite Sydney Lumet oh, movie. I haven't seen them all. I've seen a bunch of the big ones, but uh um they did film for him did the Anderson tapes a couple uh, oh. summers ago and uh I saw that and it was very cool. Yeah. I don't know if that's number one for me though. Yeah. I'll have to decide later yeah, too. Yeah, we gotta gotta call up the IMDb and actually be systematic about it. But in the meantime, we can keep talking about how 1917 <laughs> sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about stuff we liked from this year. Sure, yeah. I know we both really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. That was my favorite of the Best Picture nominees. Yeah. I think say. I think same. Uh, of yeah. the ones I've seen. I uh, It was very high on my list. Yeah. I just, I watched it again yesterday for the third time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it just, it gets better every time. Oh, yeah. It holds up. It. It's just, you just, the more you, once you've seen it once, mm-hmm. then you can sort of dig into the details yeah. and really sort of enjoy the 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 minutiae that you may have missed for sure watching it this time i uh appreciated more and more just all these scenes in the first half of the movie that you think are just kind of like oh it's like a hangout movie yeah. we're just spending time when really they're doing so much setup and just how effortless it feels and so many of these things come to pay off in yeah. the back half yeah uh i was marveling yes yes the construction of that movie is delightful it's out of this just world like so you know quentin was just having so much fun putting that puzzle together yeah you know yeah he there was one interview with him where he talked about uh his memories of la at that time when he was a kid and he was just like yeah it's it was all driving in the car with my mom listening to the radio and that's such a like the movie is kind of about how nice it is to drive around with the radio yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Specifically in 1969. Yes. Like, yes. In that, that moment in time. Yeah. And it just captures it. It's just like, it's a, I, I think that's a fantastic movie. Did you like it right away? I did, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, and it's grown on me since. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely sort of sitting with it. I appreciated it more and more as I thought about it more. Yeah. But, um... The first viewing, I was just, I was totally all in. Me too. You know? Yeah. And especially at the end. The end just knocked me over. Oh, yeah. I was was just, I found it very moving. Me too. I don't think I've ever been moved in that way by a Tarantino movie. I know. I know. Same. It was, I was, I was really taken by surprise by that ending just because it's, and you know, people had all kinds of problems with that movie Mm -hmm. uh, and there were all kinds of twitter discourses about yes. those problems but yeah. uh in my opinion it was a very mature and uh sort of like emotionally thoughtful and compassionate ending mm-hmm. and uh it got me i was very moved by it and me i was too. Like, really emotional after it. i think i think it was you who was talking about this on twitter where it's like because the camera is so far back in that last like overhead shot where it's Rick Dalton and, and Sharon Tate and her friends are all just in that parking lot. Yeah. It's it's grappling with the limitations of the movie form to right. save her because we get to see her alive. Right. But 
we can't save her all the way. Right. And it's and you you hear her voice, which is the part that I kind of I, I actually when I first came out of the movie, I forgot that you see her in that shot. And mm-hmm. I thought you just sort of leave. You know, leave the story just hearing her voice over the intercom. Yeah. And then somebody reminded me that, no, you see her from like far away and the camera kind of draws back and and it's there's something very um I, th- I think Tarantino is acknowledging that like this is a fantasy. This is heaven. You know, mm-hmm. this is yeah. This is, the pearly gates open. Yeah, this is not how things happened. And if only it could have been yeah. how things happened. Yeah. And wouldn't that be a better world to live yes. in? You know, and yeah. I, I I just thought that ending was perfect. Yeah. The, the, another thing about the ending, too, that I thought about a lot of the time was I saw a lot of people talk about how there's a way to read this movie that's like, the screen stars and like the old cowboys of the fifties, like uh, um, winning some kind of victory over the hippie dream. Right. But it's sort of like if we save, if the Manson murders don't happen, doesn't it kind of follow that the hippie dream doesn't die in the same way that we're used to mo- using that occasion right. to mark right. the end of the sixties? Well, and that's the thing about the whole movie to me is that it's um, yes, the movie has like a revisionist happy ending, but mm-hmm. More than any other Tarantino movie, that revisionism, to me, just drove home the tragedy of the reality. It's like yeah. the, the reality is this, it's it's uh, very present, even though it's not shown. And we know that, you know, no, Clint Booth was not there to save the day. Rick Dalton yeah. was not there with his flamethrower. <laughs> you know, the, the two the two macho Hollywood men, the movie star and his stunt double, didn't save Sharon Tate. Mm. And they're, they're you know... We, these idols who we imagine could have been there to save the day were not there. Yeah. And that's what you're left remembering. Just yeah. that like, yeah, the sixties died and the, the counterculture died and yeah. now we're where we are now. Oh yeah. I mean that whole sequence leading up to it where Rick and Cliff are landing the plane and you see Sharon and how pregnant she is and that Rolling Stones uh, out of time yes. is playing. It's like so beautiful and like all of LA is like lighting up, but like, there's also like you know like especially on the first viewing you don't yeah. know she's going to be yeah, saved right, uh, right and it just has this tragic yeah underlay to the whole oh it's so beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> it's a beautiful movie I think it's fantastic I would love it if it cleaned up tonight I don't think it will but yeah. it's uh, uh, uh well according to the gold derby odds <laughs> oh we got Brad winning for yes. supporting which I could not be happier oh about. my god that's gonna be fun to watch yeah uh and. Uh, the movie winning for production design. Yay! Okay, which would be great. Yeah, yeah. I would that or Parasite would make me very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about Parasite. Yeah. Don't you worry. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but very into Brad winning for for supporting for this. Yeah, it's time. It's, it's his time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his delivery. Whenever the 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 Tex Watson and the gang show up at the house, and he just goes, "Uh, can I help you?" <laughs> I laughed. So hard at this. Oh, and when he's when he brought the beers over to watch the show with Rick Dalton. Oh my god, that they're in. Yeah, I oh god, I was like, I figured we'd order a pizza, and it's just oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's you know male friendship at its finest. Yes, I yeah. love it. You're a good friend. <laughs> I try. That's <laughs> oh. a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. I saw it twice. I saw it on opening weekend nice. at uh, um. Uh, the Village East. Nice. Uh, one of the only 70 millimeter uh, oh. projections in the city. 
Anyway. And I saw it again at Alamo in 35. Right. It was very cool. Right. I don't think I saw it on film. I saw it in a multiplex in Staten Island, and yeah. then I saw it uh, on a TV. Nice. Um, yeah. But, saw it on a TV this third time. Yeah. It's just as good. It's I so mean, good. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, but let's talk about Parasite. Then. Okay. Yeah. Parasite. Terrific. Great movie. Really good. Really, really good movie. The ensemble cast. I was thrilled that they won the SAG award yeah. as for the for best ensemble cast. I because it's that's a movie about the ensemble. Like the ensemble itself is so integral to the meaning of yes. the movie. Yeah, and they're they're so brilliant. They just it's just their their group performance is a spectacle in itself. Yeah, I think it's very cool the way that the the ensemble kind of unspools in that movie because yes. you go in thinking it's going to be about. The son and the daughter yeah. uh, running this grift, yeah, and then yeah. the whole family gets involved, and then it kind of becomes about the dad. Yeah. Uh, but everybody gets their own little showcase, totally, and then it just builds to them all together. Uh, when the family goes away, they're just eating this family meal in this yeah. like beautiful house, yeah. and then it's the last moment they get before everything oh. goes wrong. That's right. It's like this little oasis, this little sort of fantasy that they get to embrace for a moment and then oh boy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought i mean this was in retrospect an insane thing to think but whenever we're following the 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 old housekeeper down the stairs and yeah. like the, the whole tone changes and the music is going i thought there was going to be like a creature yeah it definitely gave that vibe it was like what if it's actually like what if parasite has two meanings right like, yeah yeah no i know and it it uh I think that's part of the success of the movie is yeah. that it, it sort of the the uh, the the parasite metaphor takes on this sort of uh, it's just very literal mm-hmm. characterization and yeah it's oh. a scary movie it's it's so scary yeah the way he they go I was blown away by the changes in tone throughout uh, because the first act is hilariously yeah. funny yeah i mean people I, I saw it at bam and there's the people were losing their minds at like when she's the babysitter yeah. and everything like yeah it's great and then just seamlessly transitions into something much heftier yeah and it's yeah it's right it's it's like a magic trick it's like suddenly yeah. it's something different and you sort of do a double take like how did we get here yes um and yeah that ending Oh boy. <laughs> a lot of great endings this year. Yeah. Yeah. Really strong year for endings. Yeah. What did you think of Irishman? I need to rewatch the Irishman to be yeah. totally honest. Yeah. I, uh, I've only, I've only watched it once. I watched Same. it in a theater. Same. Uh, and it was opening night of the New York Film Festival. Oh, cool. Uh, which, uh, I, you know, my place of work puts on the New York Film Festival. Yes. Yes. And so I was, it was kind of a, it was a, it was a, a work night for me. And so I saw the movie, but uh, I, I would like to see it in a context where right. I'm like, can actually sort of focus my attention a little more on the movie. It's totally. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I'm glad I went and saw it in the theater. Cause yeah. I don't think I could have just because of the length. I don't think I could have made it through right, at home. Right. Uh, it's a long time to be just on your couch. Yeah. Yeah. Without distraction and without yeah. pausing to go to the bathroom. And, totally. Yeah. Which, uh, I would definitely end up doing. I would probably watch it in segments. Yeah. I, I feel like it's like a, a lot of Scorsese's movies, I find. I don't think he's the only director who does this, but it's like the actual first viewing of watching it is not that pleasurable. Right. It's kind of a it's kind of like an ordeal. Yeah. 
not just because of the length, but just because it's uh, tough. Right, and dense. <laughs> yeah. It's like a big, dense thing to sort of cut into. Mm-hmm. It, and hard to hard to process as yeah. a whole the first time. But it does like I thought about it a lot more yeah. after than I expected to. Yeah. Um, especially because at this point for everyone involved, it's not uh like the riskiest subject matter. Right. For him. It's a thing he knows how to do. He's done it a million times. Yeah. And yet it's also kind of a stealth like there there's sort of a, a Trojan horse element to it where yeah. it's like he sneaks in these ideas that are continuations of ideas that he's been working on throughout his career mm-hmm. but uh it's you know you're watching a movie that's very much an old man looking back on his life yeah and that's you could argue you know it, it's uh it's scorsese is doing that and sheer in the character you know yeah. de niro is doing that within the movie and there's yeah. that parallel that uh is very heavy people were kind of mad that de niro didn't get a nom for this Oh, I forgot he didn't get a nom. Yeah, uh, that's kind of weird. It's a little weird. I, I mean, I don't know how mad I am. About I, yeah, it, I, don't, I clearly it didn't didn't make that much of an impression yeah. on me yeah. that, he, <laughs> that he didn't get nominated. But yeah, uh, I kind of he's had his time. Yeah, yeah, he's been honored. His Oscar glory. I'm glad Joe Pesci got nominated. That is very cool. He was brilliant. In I that was movie. so blown away by him. Oh my god, I could just watch. I could just watch three hours of just him. Yeah. in that role. Yeah, he's so good. Uh. Pacino is very fun. Pacino's a lot of fun. Uh, but he's always fun. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Pacino. He's Even like, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's yeah, like right. him coming in the restaurant at the beginning going, Gina, Gina, Gina. <laughs> oh, what a picture. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, memeable moments from that movie. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it was that one in, in uh, uh, Irishman going, Solidarity! Yes! <laughs> Which I've used many times yes. in the last five months absolutely yeah it's fun to see uh movies because like irishman everything about it is like this is not a movie that should appeal to young people who are online <laughs> that's right and yet and yet here we are film twitter film twitter loves it <laughs> i uh yeah actually f- between the irishman and uh once upon a time in hollywood we had mm-hmm. one of my favorite t- film twitter discourses of the year yeah. about uh, important female characters not getting any lines, yeah, and what what that means, and mm. whether it's problematic or you know, or not, right? Uh, and uh, those two movies really that the Anna Paquin character in The Irishman, and then Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate, mm-hmm. uh, people had very strong opinions yes. about the significance of their low line count, and uh, I'm. I, I kind of I, lo- I you know I love that people care about yeah. that and I have my opinion I think that both of them give brilliant performances and that the line count isn't the point and mm-hmm. that you can give a brilliant performance and the whole point can be that you're per- playing a character who's silenced and who's nonetheless given subjectivity and, and mm-hmm. their subjectivity so you know I have I have my opinions about it but I love that people you know enough people saw and felt strongly about these three-hour movies to, you know, get in these fights. Totally. The the Irishman question on that note is very interesting to me, especially because I feel like the casting of a name actress like Anna Paquin for that role is kind of a statement on its own. Exactly, exactly. Because it could have been, I mean, with like how much 
uh, you know, how many lines she gets, etc. Yeah. Could have been anybody. Right, right. <laughs> uh, she could have been t- completely sidelined as a character, like completely yeah. marginalized. And instead, by virtue of the fact that she's played by a name, you know, a household name of a movie star mm-hmm. uh, and deprived of speaking lines. Oh, yeah. That in itself means something. It was, I mean, because it was Nana Paquin... I kept expecting her to have a big scene right. and it never right. came. Right. The, 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 the lack of that confrontation is in itself something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for and sure. At the end of De Niro's character's life, it's the fact that that confrontation never came is kind of part of the tragedy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and her, her friendship with Pacino oh, too is heartbreaking. So sweet. I know. <laughs> I know the ice cream. Yeah, uh. their 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 moment. Uh, him and De Niro hugging in the back of the car also got a nice little meme life uh, this year, and it's just like film Twitter stands male friendship <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> we love bros. We love bros on film Twitter. We do. <laughs> um, last time I was at uh, uh, Lincoln Center, yes, it was to see the Bob Dylan Rolling Thunder review documentary. Oh. Uh, did you see? I did not. That's okay. I still want to. It's on Netflix. I yeah. will get around to it eventually. Yeah. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It's a wacky time. Yeah. Uh, it's It feels, since we're talking about Irishman, it, it kind of feels like a Scorsese movie in that way because there are all these moments of just, it just feels so like alive. Yeah. Uh, just like not even really making any sense. Yeah, like- <laughs> right. And it doesn't have to. Do you have a favorite Scorsese movie? Oh, that's a good question. I think it changes from year to year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think in recent years, I've felt very fondly towards The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I really like Wolf of Wall Street yeah. a lot. Um, also, Casino, I saw for the first time oh, yeah. last couple of years. Love that movie. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. Um, King of Comedy is terrifying and yeah. brilliant. And, it's uh, so great. Yeah, I would say right now those three are probably at the top for me, yeah, but yeah. it changes. That's that. Yes. Yeah. I think it might be it might be King of Comedy. Yeah. For me, uh, currently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Uh, but I'm a big I'm a big fan. Of yeah. Those. Even the bad ones, I think, are great. Right. Right. Because right. <laughs> they're so big. And yeah. then, like even Gangs in New York, which like I feel people have said would have maybe been better. It was like it came along too early for the eight part hbo miniseries right. kind of thing right. and that's probably where that idea deserves to live yeah. most yeah. because it is kind of a mess and uh the camera diaz role really doesn't get serviced well or work at all but uh it's so watchable to me and, and, and that's the thing about his movies is that yeah. they're they're there's so much going on on so many sort of parallel planes mm-hmm. and yet they go down so easy like they're just so consumable yeah and uh, just endlessly, you can just watch them over and over again. Yeah, he and Tarantino. It's it's cool that they're both nominated this year because they're both like actors really love them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Kind of uh, kind of legend status within the yes. the profession. Yeah, for sure. In addition to um, for audiences. Yeah, let's re- before we talk about movies that were snubbed. Yes, let's talk real quick about uh, some of the acting nominees. Okay. Florence Pugh. Oh, my girl. <laughs> I love her. I think she's the performer of the year for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because you got Little Women. Little Women. You got Mid-Selmar. 
which Midsummer. I wish she'd gotten nominated for that. I That's the better performance, I think. I think that was a brilliant performance. But I, I mean, I'm also blown away by like what she was able to do with the Little Women yeah, role. Yeah. I think she's the best thing that movie has oh, going too. for it Absolutely. by a long shot. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's. I think she's a brilliant Amy, and uh, I. I had a lot of. I had a lot of issues with that movie in part yeah. because I am a loyalist to the uh, 1994 Jillian Armstrong version. Yeah. Um, or adaptation of the of the same novel, right? Um, but I thought that her Amy was just incredible, yeah, and just brought new elements to that character that weren't that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, the the monologue she gives to Timothy Chalamet when they're in like her her artist studio in yeah, France is yeah. uh, oh oh electric. That's so great. I know. A uh, couple others. Did you see Bombshell? <laughs> No, and I I understand I shouldn't. Yeah, I've I've been told it's uh, not good. Uh, Very confused by the Margot Robbie nom for that movie. Isn't she like the one, like completely invented character in the movie? As I understand it, yes, she's the only person who's just a complete fiction uh, meant to service the audience. And so it's not even that she's like being nominated for like a good impression, Mm -hmm. like which is so common you know oh, and yeah. with biopic with nonfiction. gary oldman yeah it's just like that's that's something we've seen before we've never seen this kind of uh somebody being honored for the performance of a not real character within a story that's drawn from reality what a it's, it's just, very strange yeah yeah i don't know I, I yeah no desire to see bombshell no no me neither i did have a good laugh though every because the clip they would show on, on the the commercials all the time was john lithgow and all that makeup oh. and the fat suit just oh. going this could kill fox news <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me that they put that in there expecting people to be like oh yeah right like oh no <laughs> we can't fox have news. that well, I know that's the that's part of why I have zero interest in that movie is it's just like the idea that the hero of the movie is Megan Kelly and the movie doesn't interrogate what an awful person she yes. is is just what a waste. Yeah. What a wasted opportunity. Yeah. The person who made a career out of being the most reasonable person on this right. network. Right. It's like that's not a, 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 a celebratory trait yeah <laughs> yeah so i've i've i you know i should see the movie before i judge it but i've let people tell me a lot about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll just go go by their word but let's talk about the snubs oh god there were some there's some painful ones i was year. just gonna say uh uh we had to we had to come to this eventually yeah the biggest the uh, the biggest snub Uncut gems. Uncut gems. Nothing. Ugh. Zero. Best movie of the year. It's my my number one for the year. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, and thankfully, thankfully, we should acknowledge it. Apparently, I haven't I haven't looked at the exact stats, but it swept mm. the uh, Independent Spirit Awards last night. Oh, good, good, it, good. Uh, yeah. Sandler won. The Safties won. I believe it took Best Picture. Um, it. Uh, so it's that's great. It's at least been recognized in some context. That's good. Um, yeah. but. No Oscar nominations. I mean that zero is shocking. It's appalling. I'm I I can't believe it. I know. I thought Sandler was going to have a shot at best actor. I thought so too. And he, that he deserved it. I mean, he gives a brilliant just he's just a genius in that role. Yeah. I mean, where to begin uh, with Sandler in that movie? He's out of the park good. It's just unlike anything 
that I've ever seen. For sure. It's such, I mean, it, it's, that is the character who I don't think has ever been the lead in a movie yes, exactly, before. exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, obviously Sandler is like a leading man. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that character is like, that's the, that's the side, that's like the fifth person on the bill right. who is just like gets these like wacky lines right. in a, a, a movie about like like sports betting or yeah, something. You know? Yeah. And instead it is the tragedy of his rise and fall essentially mm-hmm. in uh in a just oh I remember seeing that movie for the first time and walking out of it and just like overcome. Oh, I was yeah. so like I was so energized yes. and so just sort of like frantically emotional it was um yeah it's it's just everyone should see it and yeah. it should get all of the awards yes. it could possibly get and it's an outrage that it's not being honored tonight this sequence where the door first shuts like the glass door in the yeah. office where like he yeah. has to get the magnetized yeah. thing to i was like this is the best movie i've ever seen <laughs> And they're, they're all shouting. They're yeah. Like, let me out. Let me out. Oh, yeah. And it's it's like, obviously, there are Robert Altman comparisons yes. to be made with yes. like the approach to sound and, and yes. dialogue specifically in this movie. But I don't think, it, definitely any of the Altmans I've seen, maybe California Split is the closest yeah. uh, analog to this, yeah. where it just, where the volume is like the, the point almost, right. where it just adds right. so much tension and uh, uh, stress right. <laughs> to the whole ordeal. Um, they just like, they took what he did and they, they use it in this very specific way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I, you know, I keep, I kept thinking when we were talking about 1917, how sort mm. of, that's a movie that's sort of supposed to keep you on the edge of your seat, supposed to keep you locked into this, propulsive timeline yeah and the movie that succeeded in doing that this year was uncut gems absolutely and you know without the without the single shot gimmick you know it it managed to just pull you along this like conveyor belt of tension and never let up and uh it's the performances are spectacular oh yeah you'd like you know, the, the non-actors are incredible oh, these just, kevin garnett is incredible he kevin garnett's <laughs> incredible these people that the safties pulled off the street yes. to play you know the, the jewelers characters. Are, yeah my princess yeah <laughs> the, the guys in vegas betting on the games. oh yeah it, it's just all the uh, julia fox of course of the, course the film twitter's sweetheart yes. everyone loves for good reason <laughs> it gives a perfect performance yeah it's just i could i i feel you know like i'm i'm just gushing at this oh point, yeah but yeah it, it's a movie it is, that, look if they're not gonna do it for us yeah exactly, exactly. we gotta do we it gotta take the space uh i the the uh the, his delivery of that like i'm so sad i'm so <laughs> fucked up i disagree yeah oh my i God. disagree <laughs> incredible <laughs> uh let's talk about a couple uh uh others uh high life High Life, yes. Claire Denis. Yes, which I saw very belatedly. I missed mm. it. It was in theaters and uh, caught up with it on Amazon Prime. Beautiful movie. Gorgeous movie. Pattinson, crush- Pattinson great year Yeah, for that's true. That's true. He's the other performer of the year, yeah. I'd say. This and Lighthouse. What did you think of Lighthouse? Oh, I actually, I didn't see Lighthouse. Oh, okay. So I okay, shouldn't cool, say yeah. that. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But I, uh, <laughs> just High Life alone. Oh, yeah. Um, An incredible performance. Yeah. he's He's mesmerizing. That is the kind of like... When people uh, uh, um, uh, like ha- have their ideas about like f- like what French art film yeah. is, yeah. I talk about this movie. I was like, well, this one had a, a masturbating chair, so 
It defies every expectation you have. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Having this weird sex chair. The mythic fuck box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the Juliette Binoche, that her whole sequence with that thing is like, that'll be burning in my brain forever. Oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. horrifying to me. <laughs> Just so scary. <laughs> I know. What a, and I mean, to me, the, the, the real heart of that movie is Robert Pattinson with a baby. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, what a, what a brilliant concept. Heart, oh my God. What a, what a just profound innovation to put a baby in his arms and just let them hang out. I know. Ah. Oh. Uh. Just, just perfect. That's art. Yeah. That is, for sure. That's, Speaking of space movies, yeah, did you see Ad Astra? I did see Ad Astra. What did you think of this? Has been a very divisive movie on this show specifically. Really? Yeah, interesting. Where I did not really like yeah. as a whole. Yeah, the guests they love it. Really? Yeah. I when I when I walked out of the movie theater, I felt very underwhelmed. Yeah, I felt like okay, you know, because I I I like James Gray. I loved The Lost City of Z, mm-hmm. his last movie, uh, and I was fully, you know, I love Brad Pitt. I was fully um prepared to love this movie i'm always always want to see what directors do with the sort of parents in space yeah genre you know and for sure uh and sort of like it's it's the end of the world in some way or another and we're looking to space to save humanity and what you know what does a parent bring to that mission or what does a you know a child with daddy issues bring to that mission you know it's just like because it's all about the generations all i love it but i walked out of that movie and i was kind of like oh okay that was i was kind of let down i was kind of uh not i I was underwhelmed Mm -hmm. uh it's grown on me in the months since i saw it i think i've i've sort of uh you know Looking back on it, I think there's more to admire mm. than I was sort of picking up on it first. Yeah. Um, but I, it was not my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, I should mention that our number is 718-928-9732 if you guys would like to call in out there. That's 718-928-9732. Uh, I saw, this is maybe my nominee for weirdest film Twitter take of the year oh uh, that I saw, which somebody was just like, Everyone's uh, like Brad's winning all these awards for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Meanwhile, the more interesting performance from him this year was Ad Astra. <laughs> and I was just like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad performance, but it's certainly not. It's not. I don't know. I, I, I found I found that movie to be forgettable. Yeah. You yeah. know, which is not something that. uh once upon a time in Hollywood is no. and certainly not his performance in it. And I, I just, I, I he, he does a good job of playing this, you know, sad astronaut, but <laughs> it just kind of doesn't, doesn't go anywhere for me. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Didn't light me up like, uh, no. uh, once upon a time uh. in Hollywood. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple rapid ones at you okay. and then we can talk, uh, picks for, okay. for the race tonight. All right. All right. Beach bum. Didn't see. It's fine. I need to see it. I think I'll, I, I expect to like it. We have our first caller. Caller, you're on with me and Maddie Whittle. Hey, hey. Colby. Hey, Tim Keck. How's it going? What's up? Loving the Oscar talk. Uh, definitely uh, turning the radio off for a second. We were talking about Uncut Gems. Still waiting to see that one. Oh, uh, 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 run, don't walk, Tim. 
run, don't walk to your local cinema. As soon as possible. <laughs> but I did um, I did just see 1917 yesterday. Oh. And uh, I, I kind of liked it. Like, I get why people are, are into it. But uh, it is not, like, it, I didn't, you're right. I did not, like, feel anything watching this movie, which is, like, for a war movie, the very least I should do is feel something, right? Right. You, you hope. <laughs> I didn't think it was very thought provoking. Yeah. Uh, and but the, the first thirty minutes, I didn't know about the one shot thing. The first thirty minutes, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> this is what the whole thing's like. This is gonna be great." And then, uh, then I got kind of over it. Like an hour in, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a lot." Mm-hmm. I wish they would just do a a smash cut today. You know? Yeah. I don't understand. I, a lot of it didn't make any sense. I don't understand how the whole trip will take six hours, and we watch them for two, and then he takes a nap, and he's there. I don't get it. <laughs> it takes uh, a nap. <laughs> there was a lot in it. There was like, you know, it seemed like the whole thing was set up just to get whatever the best shots were. Mm. Like the character could just crawl out of the river on like the bank, but instead he swims down to where all the corpses are, so he can climb <laughs> over all of them. <laughs> like, it was all nonsense like that. Like, the first part where he's, like, doing this barbed wire thing, they're pulling back this barbed wire, and it's wrapped around a pole, and then for, like, no reason, he grabs the barbed wire, really just because the character needed to get his hand caught in it. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is a bad sign. (laughs) This is not an Oscar-worthy acting performance or uh, movie choice, for sure. But Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your, Tim, who is your favorite uh, uh, guest star in it? Because there's all these, like, one-scene cameos with big British actors. Yo, Hot Priest is the best. Yes, that's yeah, what I was going to say. <laughs> He's Andrew incredible. Scott. He's perfect. Oh, my God. I did think it was interesting. It is like they have a very bland, probably a good actor, but you can't tell because they don't do anything, uh, mm-hmm. as, like, the lead guys who are, like, running through everything. Yeah. And then they just meet some, like, you know, acting not a not a superstar, but then they but re- pretty much meet some like real actors along the way. Yeah, and it's like holy crap! These guys. The whole movie was just a flex. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a it was like a cinematography flex, and then it was like uh, like small flexes by like better actors <laughs> actually having something to do. Yes. Yeah. If you could play, if you could play one role in 1917, who would it be, Tim? Oh my God! I'd be the guy at the end. You'd be, you'd I'd be, be the Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the Batch. Give it, yeah, the Batch. Give us your best. I, uh, give us your best. And that scene would be ten minutes longer. There's only one way this war is won. Last. <laughs> You'd be like, "Fuck you, man!" Oh, orders. I never listen to orders. I'm the best. I'm the coolest. Like he gets warned about him earlier in the movie. Like, oh, this guy's gonna be real, real difficult. He's gonna be a yeah. real problem. And He's gonna be really real like, difficult. Oh, I have to argue with him for twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, Benedict Cumberbatch is like, I will not pull back. And then the main guy is like, please. And then he's like, well, all right. You make a compelling okay. case. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you have a letter? <laughs> I love reading letters. Oh, yeah. No, but thanks. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is so good. It should win. Mm. I love it's this really take. amazing. <laughs> On the rewatch, it's incredible. Parasite uh, was probably the best theater experience I had. Like, I left Parasite and was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Yeah. That was awesome. Either of those would be a great 
movies are both thought-provoking. They both make you think about stuff, which yeah. is what I expect from an Oscar movie. is something that makes me feel anything at all. Uh, and that's fun. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Cool. Well, that's all my Oscar thoughts. So it's time for Tim's Top 10 Smells. Yes. So, uh, 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 Maddie, we introduced a topic last week where Tim is counting down the top ten smells. Oh. Uh, last last week was, I think, Annie Ann's pretzels. That's a good one. Uh, and now we get number nine. Tim, take it away. Number nine on Tim Keck's top ten smells. I'm pausing for the drop that Colby's going to insert. Okay. Go on. Bodega Flowers. Bodega flowers. Bodega flowers. Wow. You're walking around New York City and you don't realize it smells because you live here. (laughs) (laughs) New York City smells like shit and piss constantly. People are, because people are shitting and pissing all over the place. (laughs) And you have no idea New York City smells bad because you're used to it until you walk by those bodega flowers. Aww. Wow. Fresh little scent of those bodega flowers and you're like, whoa, is it springtime? (laughs) What is happening? Did I just walk into a botanical garden? This is incredible. I can breathe. I can breathe. And then a couple more steps past that, you're like, oh, yeah, this city is dying. <laughs> and that's why botanical flower, or uh, bodega flowers, top 10. That's great. Show. Tim, this segment is uh, uh, gangbusters. Thanks, man. Love me after talk. Tim out. Bye, Tim. Bye. Man, Tim Keck, if you'd like to be like Tim and call up the show, the number is 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. Real quick, while we're talking about movies we saw last year. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Mm-hmm. We got a caller. Caller, you're on with me and Maddie Whittle. Uh, hello. Hello. This is uh, Benoit Blanc. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Benoit Blanc. And uh, I'm here to uncover the mystery of why you have not discussed uh, Knives Out, also Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers. Oh, well, you know, haven't gotten there yet. Haven't gotten there yet. Still time. Didn't seem like you were going to get there. Fair enough. Probably wasn't going to get there. (laughs) I stand right. Yes, you do. So, Benoit Blanc, uh, uh, how have you been filling the days since the movie came out? Uh, I have been actually uh, living in Daytona Beach. Really? Daytona Beach? Daytona Beach. I am living in a yurt on the sand. You're living in a yurt on the sand on Daytona Beach. Okay. Kind of feel like the movie went pretty well for you, so you don't have to do that. No, when things go well for me, I resort to isolation. Gotcha. Well, I understand that. that yeah, kind sense. of a self-sabotage thing going on. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I, I get exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for my next mystery. Yeah, uh-huh. here that's coming up. Knives Out 2. To be determined. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> so you seem... Uh, uh, um, in the movie, I mean, <clears throat> I realize you're just uh, you're you're playing a character, but uh, in the movie, you strike me as a guy who really documentary. Just like, okay, sure. Uh, just like really loves his job, um, and gets a lot of kind of glee from just like going to work. Uh, what advice would you have for the rest of us to uh, kind of get to that uh, uh, level of zen? Uh, I would say, if where you work, your place of work, sit. In the corner, in the shadows, in a chair. 
Okay. And just absorb. Okay. So I teach uh, preschool. How would you specifically for me recommend <laughs> I do that? Uh, I would say uh, arrange the lighting situation such that in the corner there is shadow and you can place yourself in the shade and teach the students from the comfort of darkness. Okay. I think the kids would really get into that. You know what? I think they would. Yeah, kind of playing with sensory inputs there. Uh, This is a pretty pedagogically sound idea, Benoit Blanc. You're welcome. I would normally ask you for money for that advice, but I am very rich now. Mm -hmm. So rich. the man in the sweater. So rich, you're living in a yurt on Daytona Beach. Of my own volition. I have bank accounts. Yeah. Anything you want to ask this guy, Maddie? Um, What did you think of... Yeah. Oh. No. No. I'm no. not Maddie. No. No, you're not. <laughs> you got to remember who you are, there, friend. Uh, I struggle with that daily. <laughs> I was working with Film Twitter's other new sweetheart, Ana de Armas. Oh. Oh. Or I guess fantastic. Marta. Marta, as you know her, <laughs> new Bond girl. She's she was fantastic. She knocked that movie out of the park, though. Mm-hmm. I do feel like her character was a little bit. Lacking in the sense of she was just a person who was there for the role. She was just a person who was there for the role. Man, a, 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 a detective and a poet. I sensed irony, but I will accept your compliment. Thank you. Uh, any behind the scenes uh, 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 stories uh, uh, with uh, Anna the Armas? Uh, every day on set, uh, Chris Evans brought her in and out that she didn't ask for. Mm. Okay. I think it's cool that Chris Evans was there every day on set, even though he's not in that much of the movie. Just boosting morale. Yeah, he's totally. Real... He didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. They already filmed the Hyundai commercial. Yeah, and he was just trying on sweaters for the rest of it. Great sweaters and knives. Honestly, That's my take. Oh, best best sweaters I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that Other than maybe... Sleepless in Seattle. No, <laughs> when Harry met Sally. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, who you got for best picture tonight, Benoit Blanc? <sighs> I'm pulling off for Parasite. Okay. Okay. What about Parasite? And you? What about Parasite resonates with you, Benoit Blanc? I what? think, like you earlier discussed, the, the tonal shifts were done <laughs> with such beautifulness. Yeah, sure. It was hilarious. Then it was scary. I thought that uh, maybe you nail biting. I thought maybe you'd have something, some connection to be made between the fact that you're a southern detective and not just (laughs) the straightforward film criticism. But this is this is cool too. It's good that you have like a uh, uh, an interest in this kind of thing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, Any parting words? Um. No comment. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, uh, thanks for calling. Uh, enjoy Daytona Beach. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your radio program. Oh, thank you, bud. Bye, Benoit. <laughs> Bye. Uh, 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. All right. Let's do big categories. Okay. Best picture. Odds on favorite, 1917. Sure. I yeah. think I think I so there's always what you predict and what you want to yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should win will win. Should win will win. 
should win my book, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Will win. I will accept the judgment of the odds makers and say <laughs> 1917. Okay, cool. Best director. Odds on favorite, Sam Mendes. Really? Ay, ay, ay. Uh, okay. Should win, Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In my opinion. Best actress. Uh, I know they're saying Judy or Brene Zellweger's going to win. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Judy. Yeah. I don't really think I'll probably get around to it for yeah, a while. Probably not for uh, me either. Yeah. I, uh, who do I want to win? I'd be okay if ScarJo won that one. Mm. I thought she was great in Marriage Story. Mm. Um, I'd be okay if Saoirse Ronan won. She was fine. <laughs> I like her. I like her a lot. I didn't. I didn't love her as Joe, but yeah, yeah. she gave a good performance. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Best actor, Joaquin. Three to one odds. Oh, my God. <laughs> to win this thing. Wow. Uh, should win. I would give it to Antonio Banderas. Still haven't seen Pain and Glory. No. One of my big omissions for the yeah. year. It's the only uh, Almodovar movie I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Oh, I got I to gotta do a deep dive. We've got some fun in store for yeah. you. There's... Yeah. there's uh, can't wait. Good stuff in his catalog. Yeah. Uh, I like that Leo got a nom for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. He's great in that. He's he's wonderful. Really, really he's, funny. He just keeps getting better with age. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, supporting actress. Odds on favorite, Laura Dern. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I uh, I mean, my vote goes to Pew. Yeah, I love Pew. Love the Pew. Best actor, or supporting actor. Should win, will win, Brad Pitt. BP. Uh, with a small shout out to Joe Pesci. Yes. yes. Uh, let's see, any other? Did you see the animated shorts? No, I, 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 you know, I like to try and see the shorts categories nowadays. Yeah, but they're fun. This year, I missed them all. Yeah, I just I, I snuck in the animated ones yeah. last night and uh, some very fun stuff. Yeah. Although, according to this, the one that I thought was the best one is the least likely to win. Oh, which one? <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's called Daughter. It's the Czech Republic oh. one. Uh, I like that one the most. I uh, I was talking to someone about that movie last night. It's not the one. It's like um like a fraught father and daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That sounds. I think that would wreck me probably. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, it uh, you will cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, just as a heads up. Yeah. Um, let's let's do one like random category okay. here and okay. do like like best. Um, Makeup and hair stuff. No, no. Production design. Let's production do production design. design. Yeah, okay, I have so strong feelings about production design. Odds on favorites once upon a time. Yes. Okay, good. Other nominees are 1917 Parasite, Irishman, and freaking Jojo Rabbit. I, I mean, I think clearly the winner should be either once upon a time or Parasite. Mm-hmm. Parasite, uh, the production design is, if you read about it, they just basically built it all from scratch. Yeah. This, this incredible house that oh. is you know, structurally embedded within the plot in really interesting ways. Yeah. Um, so I would love it if Parasite won, but it's also not showy in the way that the movies that win production design typically are in the sense that it's not a period piece and mm-hmm. it's not like sci-fi fantasy. And so I think it might not get recognized, yeah. but I'm glad it's nominated. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm very cool with once upon a time winning. Yeah. For that. Because uh, it's, it's magical. It's yeah. just really It's so great. It's perfect. Uh well, we are unfortunately out of time. Oh, damn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep going for We only scratched the surface. Hours. Yeah, seriously. One of these days we'll do like a mega we'll do like a two hour. I'll just I'll have the movie show after yeah. me. Just take a hike for a week. <laughs> 
Let's really dig into it. But I know that they've got a lot of fun stuff planned on their show today uh, uh, in honor of the ceremony tonight. So people okay. should keep listening uh, to Radio Free Brooklyn now and throughout the rest of the day. Uh, either on our website or the Radio Free Brooklyn app. Uh, uh, Maddie Whittle, thanks so much for coming back. Thank you so much for having me back. Such a joy to talk to you. People Total can follow you on Twitter yes. at Maddie Whittle, W-H-I-T-T-L-E. That's right. Anything else we should plug before we get out of here? Um, Come see what we're programming at Film at Lincoln Center. We got a busy spring up ahead. Uh, full Wong Kar Wai retrospective in June. That's going to be basically the entire month of June. All right. Come out for that. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll see you there. Hey. Folks, keep listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back next week at this time. This has been Young Persons Radio. Have a good Sunday. It's Hollywood's biggest night.